Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week, uh, we get to mark out No So for a pay-per-view that we all did not know. That was this weekend for Crown Jewel, Corey's favorite time of the year. You know, we're always on the cutting edge of what's going on in the world of wrestling. As we should be, right? We're, we are a wrestling podcast, but I'm your host, Joseph Lesson. I'm alongside here with the model, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Yes, I am a model, and I'm a model citizen too. I'll have you know. Would you will you be showing your stuff out at Crown Jewel? Maybe I will not be attending. I've been known to to help old women into the middle of traffic. No, no wait a minute. Do you, do you help them finish that crossing, or you just stop there? I usually just stop there. <laughs> he always oh. plays the "I gotta tie my shoe" routine. It's called population control, buddy. <laughs> that was and, a point this and and the marquee of no cell mike booble already off to a hot start oh yep <laughs> so i want to bring something up you know you, it, it's the halloween it's the halloween season you know allegedly. halloween and allegedly, allegedly. So I I want to I'm going to bring the movie podcast here for a second. Wait, wait, timestamp our podcast, Joe. <laughs> You're damn right it is timestamping, baby. It comes out on Halloween. What are we going to do? So I want to ask you guys, what is your go-to horror movie if you have one? Hmm. It's not my favorite genre, so I don't have necessarily a go-to. Mm. My favorite is probably the first Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not. It's not a genre that I really go. I don't really like it. Okay. Do you like the more it's suspense not... ones? For sure. Like if you had to do. For yeah, sure, because like most of your hor- quote unquote horror films are just gore slasher fix, and those bore the absolute shit out of me. Mm. So something with more suspense for sure. But even then, I'm just like, you know, it's just dumb teenagers making stupid ass decisions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of on Mike's side on this. Horror is not my favorite genre. And I do like suspense more than just the, the gore. Although I will say, though, my favorite Halloween movie, if I have to pick one, is the original Halloween. Yep, mine is as well. My, I Again, I'm with you guys of the gore, you know, gore porn type things. I'm not into that, but I'm more into the suspense, like... The Halloween one is the first one is a suspenseful, you know, movie yeah. with l- most limited gore you can think of because of what their budget is for that movie, you know, and yeah. it's more it's I would recommend that if you want the suspense, because that is more suspenseful than it is. a, You know, and it does have dumb teenagers making the dumb mistakes. But again, well, horror movies like recently, like get out was incredible and so was uh the quiet place oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I forgot about that. The ones ones i have not seen yet i've um, seen the quiet place i haven't seen get out yet but if you do the get out you're gonna have to watch like all three of jordan peele so it's get out uh, uh the next us i wouldn't worry and, about it and no <laughs> not don't do nope they're, ta- they're the next two are garbage movies skip them but I remember people were giving him his flowers for all three of them. Um, sure. 
Is it a good thing in a movie when you see it in theaters, like in Nope's case, and you laugh out loud at the quote unquote Sperry part? That's probably not good. I mean, I had to <laughs> get. True. I mean, yeah, depends. get out. Fantastic. Beyond that, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Is it a okay. horror movie starring Rodney Dangerfield? Um, I'd laugh at that. That that's called no respect. Oh, I got no respect. I tell you. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. My wife likes I would, to out during sex. Sometimes she'll call me from the hotel. <laughs> but I would recommend for the a suspense Halloween. But then it becomes like you know the what it is now. But I just watched guys, Scream with my daughter the other day. Scream. Uh-huh. That's a good one. That's a good meta movie. Yeah, it was fun. It'd been a Those long get, time since seen the first one. Those are getting a lot of shine recently. That movie's blowing up. I would recommend. Yeah, Scream's good. It's meta. Um, then, uh, but you know, the newer ones are now into the gore porn type things, and you know, I I'm numb to it for the the more recent Halloween movies. But uh, to tie this back to wrestling, that's the second time you said gore porn, and both yeah. times I imagine like just these two people fucking like crazy, and out of nowhere, Rhino just comes in and gores the shit out of them. That's what that's what you want to watch, Rhino <laughs> goring people. I would that's pop. what I in fact. <laughs> well, speaking, I, I I'll bring this up now since it's that weird, you know, gore porn. Anybody did Corey? Did you watch <laughs> NWA? <laughs> no, I did not watch NWA. Did you watch? Okay, I was say, did you not see the clip of uh, James Mitchell doing co- like maybe doing cocaine in the crowd with like other wrestlers? That's awesome. I would like, not. They did, yeah, they did like a whole spot in the uh, on the show of like the announcer was talking like there's James Mitchell and they go to him and like you see three people with their heads down on a table and like oh looks like they're having a fun time. Snorting coke off the penis of Tyrus. <laughs> Somebody call my mama. Uh, speaking of NWA, in that not at all. Did you see who? Requested their release from MLW. Yeah, it was promptly denied. Hmm. Well, a lot, a lot of people have gotten released or asked for the release, and they've gotten it. From uh, what I understand, if they, if he really wants to leave, from what I understand, those MLW contracts hold up about as good as one ply toilet paper. So, <laughs> he can just take the hit. He can just take the yeah. Hey man, yeah. there's it's 2024 is going to be an interesting year. If I were mm-hmm. him, I'd be looking at TNA. I'm telling you for for the next step, and that's where I'd be looking. That wouldn't be bad. Um, by the way, I don't know if, uh, if you have it, uh, Corey, but the NWA is is now on the CW, just like the yeah. ACC football. Yep, they're going to be on. The CW. I have no. Uh, I mean, you could shit on that if people want to. That's seen by more people than fucking TNA right now. No, no, it's a. It's not a bad move. I can't believe that the NWA got it. (laughs) I mean, I know that, you know, I mean, if your name is Billy Corgan, you're going to at least get a talk with people because they mean still. But holy fuck, that that company is. Jesus Christ. Well, speaking uh, of a uh, 
AEW. Um, huh? What? What? What, what did you guys? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Go on. I said, speaking of AEW, do a brick wall. <laughs> don't worry about that. I was going to bring up, you know, how did you guys feel about AEW um, starting a MJF uh, Kenny Omega match for Collision on last week's Dynamite? Oh, I didn't mind it. Because I, th- I thought about it. And right now, they uh, they need to bump attendance in those arenas and help the ratings. So they need to get some matches on TV. Because they got to pop the... They got to try to get ratings up a little because that TV contract's coming. I don't... I don't I don't get it, Corey. I mean, I saw the 67 people there for Sting's announcement. They were all stoked. Yeah, I don't pay much attention to those. Those pictures of the hard side empty. I mean, those same pictures were being shown for SmackDown four years ago or five years ago. Before that, they showed them for TNA. And then they showed them for WCW back in 99. <laughs> it happens. Hmm. I was going to say, kind of remind me of kind of, you know, the you know Goldberg Hogan type, you know, not as big because of, at the time, but it's just like, oh, okay, three days later. We're doing a title match. Hey, they're no, trying to get, uh, you need to get some eyes on Collision. And, mm-hmm. and what I understand, it, it worked. It did okay. It didn't do great. Because, I mean, they're getting killed with college football. What do you expect? So. Yep. I mean, it's what we said when the show launched. That it, Like, yep. in the fall, it's going to be a nightmare. And But the company, the television station wants better ratings anyway. So, boom, we're going to try to. Try to load it up, give them some stuff. Good match. Yeah. Real good match. Uh, the producer seeked out Ortiz and Santana's match. Let's see how that went. I watched it on Rampage. It was a good match. Yeah. Um, other AEW news is it looked like it looked like we were going to get a Malachi Black match versus Brian uh, Danielson. But uh, Danielson has a broken obricle. Orbital bone. We'll be out the rest of the year. Maybe more, depending on. Uh, It depends on on what you believe. Because one one story has the the bone, and then the other one's maybe a concussion situation. Well, for Brian Danielson, the better option would be the orbital bone. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not, you know, quote unquote real fighting, but like when, uh, you know, professional like prize fighters have this happen to them, they're out for damn near close to a year. That's us. And it becomes so frail that it breaks pretty easily after that. Like it happens routinely, it becomes a, a reoccurring injury. That ain't good. Not great. It's kind of like when you dislocate a shoulder or something and it just, it'll just pop out from that point on. It's kind of like that. It just, it becomes so fragile unless you get like a metal plate in your face, which causes its own problems. That sounds mm-hmm. the worst. Like when something can just pop out. Ah. Mm-hmm. It's a real comforting thought, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I know like Daniel said, like over the summer, I think he said like he, was looking towards maybe winding down. 
that might that's that time I might ramp up. That dude is perpetually in pain and in hurt. <laughs> right. His body don't do anymore. Someone made like I saw a comment. Who was it? I know the other. T- it's like Okada because he wrestled Okada in in the tag match last week, and that's I think that's what caused it. And you know, someone put in the comments, you know, Okada's been wrestled three matches and has hurt three people. Cole that's twice and Cole. Not, uh, not what the quote was. Get it right. He's been in three matches and there's been injuries in all three matches. Yeah, one with Cole and two with Danielson. So is Joe saying Okada is the Nia Jack of New Japan? I guess. I, I don't want to, but. You know. shot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's not like most guys, I guess, you know? That's why I got to be like, make sure you get the quotes right. Come on. <laughs> Do it right. I'm trying. I'm just trying to find the more infamous Nijak's promos, but that's just I mean, me. Um, honestly, it just kind of feels like it's not. I'm not saying it's Okada's fault, but like, you know, he wrestles an entirely different style in Japan. Like that, these guys, even if they've done it before, they don't wrestle like that anymore. So they're not used to doing this kind of stuff and taking these kind of bumps. You know, they're kind of out of practice. It's a it's a rough transition to get back to that. True. For better or worse, you know, for a decade, Cole and, and Danielson wrestled on WWE, and it's a fairly safe, you know, thug working style. And, you know, you jump back into something like an AW or even New Japan, and it's that's a shock to the system. Boom. Yeah, boom, I got the yeah. Thank you. That's very true. But yeah, you know, I think what Moxie came out with, like how they need to do more concussion checks. Well, I can't believe Rick Knox still has a job. But then again, he's buddies with the Bucks, so. I, you know, uh, just that dude. But even at that point, that was egregious. That I mean, that was like really. <laughs> I mean, like that dude watched an orphanage burn and just light fucking marshmallows. That dude's an idiot. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What what, what are you even doing? Uh, holy. Like he he looks at it and goes, wait a minute, it could stop itself. Like for real, someone is gonna like die on his watch because he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Like if you if you arrest Helen Cell in at King of the Ring ninety eight, and they <laughs> and they put Foley on the stretcher, he would have pushed him off the stretcher and said, I didn't ring the fucking bell. Shove yeah. him back in the fucking ring. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have been handing the Rock the chair to hit make Foley again. Like I didn't no, no, no. hit him no, again. No, he- he would show him how to do it. Rock yeah, would hit fully. He's like, watch it. That's how you really do it. Yeah, I'll him getting double hit. That's, that's totally going to happen. Rick Knox, the inventor of the concerto. <laughs> yeah. God damn. That's how you really hit, buddy. But. Swing it like you mean it. <laughs> this ain't Hulk Hogan on Nitro, bitch. Hit him in the <laughs> face. Point, point, you know, shoot your shot. You know where you're hitting it, then just blast it away. Jesus, you man. Talk you talk to Hogan, he'll say Conan had three concussions and 180 stitches from that shot, brother. <laughs> what? My best, best of my recollection, he became Eugene. I hit him so hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> to the best of my recollection, he had his career was over after I was done. Conan. Oh, yeah. 
in a completely well this is fitting uh video i saw a, a picture on facebook i saw a picture of apparently hulk hogan taking the stage at a jason aldean concert that checks out did did it come out that hogan thought he was the uh you know he was the main show focal point for that concert I'm probably going to get the song wrong because I don't follow country, but maybe Hogan just wanted to find out what it was like in a small town, brother. There it is. Came crashing down on him. Did it hurt inside? It might have. No. Right. <laughs> um, so, okay, yeah. So, we won, uh, so, I mean, not that I gave a whole lot of fucks about a Malachi Black Brian Daniels match. Uh, Going forward, what what else does that change? Uh, well, they really just started up on Collision. They started up a uh, House of Black, Lafaccion and Gobernable feud. You can see Roosh take on Malachi Black. Which, in honesty, if they both if if one swings a little hard at the other, and they both get buffered about it, that could be some fun. <laughs> <laughs> worked themselves into a shoot it doesn't take a lot to get Roosh worked up I'll tell you that so I mean a strong wind pisses him off he'll start swinging at it <laughs> <laughs> I saw them return and then they, they were with FTR I was like are they baby faces now who can tell it's it's fluid it's fluid much like a teenager's sexuality it's fluid brother Whoa. <laughs> I got nothing after that one. That's okay. I, I was going to say when it comes crash down again, but you know, I don't want to. No, I'm good. Um, what else we got? Uh, Becky Lynch lost her NXT title, so got that going for NXT to give her the rub. I'm a little surprised that she lost it so quick because. She actually made a difference in the ratings, unlike other people who've gone down there, Charlotte. Uh, she actually made a difference, so I kind of thought they'd use that bump for a little longer. Had those television uh, ratings for the contract season. But... They decided know, to, yeah. yeah. Um, what else we have here? Um... Uh, Bullet Club Gold's taking on MGF and three partners on Dynamite. It's probably going to be the acclaimed. I don't know, man. MGF's not too not too keen on the uh, Platinum Max caster. That stuff's been pretty fun to see. I mean, it's uh, it's stupid, but it's you know, hey, well, that collision is uh, National uh, Acclaimed sixty nine day because it'll be day sixty nine of their title reign. God damn it. The next caster promises that they will 69 the audience. I, I don't Does, know that you're allowed to do that, sir. <laughs> they can just get in line and see what happens. I've seen those videos. It's usually not 69 where there's a big line. and they just kinda... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in rare form um, to tell you that. Yep. Uh, did it, if, if you're if you're in rare form, please tell me you didn't listen to any of those party with Marty uh, podcasts. 
Hell no. My God. Uh, well, Joe, it wasn't our job to listen to those. That yeah. would have been your job, Mr. Oh. Sunday Night. About that, um, I didn't. So, uh, God damn it. Much like a member of the Republican Party. Dereliction of duty. <laughs> I passed it on. <laughs> God. I moved it on. I'm, I passed it on to uh, the my my apprentice. I'm gonna remove you from office. I haven't seen him since he. Uh, I gave him the. Joe. Joe was busy voting over and over again for the new speaker of the house. <laughs> and they just didn't listen to me. You know, they just didn't listen. He was trying <laughs> to get Marty Jannetty the job. <laughs> I I want Marty Jannetty to be speaker of the house. Hello, well. Imagine him at the news briefing the day after the fucking violence started. LOL. You hate to see it, am I right? LOL. That's half of the words. Who is this congresswoman with those big ass titties? Heard that. <laughs> I heard she was jerking someone off at the movies. Can you do it me too? LOL. Can any of you reporters got some blow? Yeah. Well, no, Hulk Hogan had the. the uh, Candy machine filled with drugs, according oh, yeah. to uh, Miss, Mr. Janetti. I might actually, I actually, actually believe most of that. I would yeah, too. I like, it's sort of like the Jose Canseco thing, right? Like, Jose Canseco is a piece of shit. It doesn't mean he's wrong. <laughs> like, when he says candy, what did you call it? A candy uh, machine? Yeah. Is that code for Brutus? <laughs> it could be. It really could be. Old brother Brutus. What happened to him, by the way? Have you seen recent pictures of him? No. Negatory. He looks like Wait. Quagmire. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, because he was on because uh, he was on the Gennetti's, uh dark side. What the hell happened to his face? He looks like Quagmire. Um, uh, maybe it took a while for the boat dock to catch up? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, think his surgery worked out. The pieces of metal he had put in his face in 90 just start expanding exponentially. <laughs> I talked to, uh, yeah, it's like that thing of like you get a tattoo. One, if you get larger, that tattoo is going to expand to not what you want it to be. There's no way he could put on a t-shirt over that chin. <laughs> rip, rip it off. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> but full button downs. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> You have a pullover sweatshirt? Nope. Zip up only. Don't want to lose my chin this time. Don't want to shred sweatshirt in, in pieces, brother. <laughs> Imagine choking yourself out with your own chin. <laughs> I cough too much, shot too many because of my chin, so... Uh, with Brutus, it's, it's much like the animated character. It's not just the chin, but the cheeks have, like, ballooned out. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's like he went to get like lip injections and it went to his cheeks. Yeah. And his chin. Truly weird. Well, I mean, we're constantly like discovering new like symptoms and like, uh, you know, cause and effect of taking a bunch of steroids. Yeah. Maybe just the Jay Leno chin is one of them now. Giggity. Giggity, giggity, go. Have you guys, have you guys seen that A-Rod commercial? Oh, no. Which one? Uh, oh, you mean Corey's favorite Yankee, A-Rod? Wah! 
I'm upset they haven't retired my number yet. I was like, A-Rod, um, they don't like you. <laughs> like, even if you brought them seven World Series, they don't like you. Yeah, but they no paid one you, liked you. They paid you $11 billion. You were good one October. Congratulations. Was it was he here hurt half the time? He was there. It was just ineffective. Yeah. Real good at standing up there and taking that third strike, buddy. <laughs> he's got a good. He's got a good eye. For eleven billion, apparently that doesn't include moving the bat from your shoulder. Come now, come now. Damn piece of crap. Anyway. Anything else you want to talk about, A Rod? This isn't the Go trash right. hour, but I could give it one. <laughs> no, I I think we should end uh, a rod there for you. I don't I'll, want you to get you know. I'm all for ending a rod. Corey, you want a rod's execution? <laughs> a heat I, seeker to. The... If I could go back uh, in time and fix one thing. It would be that the uh, Rangers trade him to the Red Sox in 04. <laughs> Take the old, get, uh, give him the old heat seeker to the face. We don't won the goddamn World Series that year, not them. I guarantee you. But I digress. <laughs> it's like nom flashbacks for you right now, buddy. Right? I'm seeing it, man. I'm like, ah. Ah. Can't stop. Here, do you hate more 04 or 01? Oh four. Oh one hurt, but oh four because we were up three oh man. Ah. <laughs> but let's not go down that road again. I'll be off all night. It's like uh <laughs> pictures of fat Don Zimmer falling face first. Hey Joe, I... which uh first round exit did you hate the most about the Padres? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Huh? Leon, hello. Yeah, you're, we're still live. You know that that that, that that's a you know that's too soon. That's like a flesh wound to Vietnam before, for Corey over there. Before we go back to wrestling, I have one more fun baseball thing for oh, you. you know, if, if the Diamondbacks win this entire fucking thing this year, Madison Bumgarner gets a World Series ring. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> Talk about getting something for doing nothing. That works. That yeah. That's every everybody's goal, right? Yeah. He's the landing nothing Pop in baseball. Damn. Wait, he can suck his own dick. I was just gonna say I don't know about that part, but L O L. Good. That, that, that would be uh, Mario Janetti's first thing at the Speaker of the House. All right, who can suck their own dick? You get my vote. Oh, oh, oh. Has yeah. SNL ever done a Marty Janetti? No. no they do. Oh, my also, God. You know, seen dicks that may or not be blood covered. I understand there's a fucking Saudi show this weekend. Hey, there it is. Uh, there is a Saudi show. Uh... Crown Jewel number, I don't know, seven, five. I don't fucking know. Niner. Uh, Niner, one niner, big ten, four. Eastbound. Yeah. It's the 
tenth event overall in Saudi Arabia. Oh, it would be a uh, Middle East inbound. And there's been one good one. The one with uh with uh the Brothers of Destruction DX and the mask oh. falling off and I think it was earlier this year, but literally there's been one good Saudi show. Out of like the nine they've done. <laughs> so yeah, pretty good track record. Well, <clears throat> let's go through it here. I'll let you guys uh mark out no so I'll give me your thizzots on this stuff. For the World Heavyweight Championship number three, uh Seth Franklin Rollins taking on Drew McIntyre. Oh, um, I seem to remember they had a pretty good title match back in, what, the summer of 2020, the time forgot, uh, when nobody was there. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, we all know Seth's going to win because Drew's contract is up in, like, three months, and they haven't even talked to him about a new one. So, yeah, I guess Seth goes over pretty strong. Yeah, I agree. Did the, uh, just looking it up, the how... Uh... McIntyre's contract hasn't been talked about, so yeah, it's just like I am led to believe that one of them is in fact the babyface in this feud. I couldn't tell you which one it is, but I am led to believe that is true. Well, do the fans do the fans chant one of their theme songs? That's a good way these days to find out who's a babyface. So Chris Jericho's a babyface? News to me. Or she? He? Well, he invented a. That's right. That's right. He invented theme songs. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Fucking asshole. 10-year-old Chris Jericho back in the fall of 80. <laughs> well, did you guys not watch his uh, Hallmark Stop. TV movie? No, God, God, no, I fucking missed that. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, yeah he, he he's a- been making Hallmark movies lately. Or He's like a fucking farmer who used to be a rock star and wants one more chance at glory or some shit like that. It's one of the, like, I don't think it's Hallmark oh. Channel. I think it's like the knockoff Hallmark Channel. Is it Hallmark, a knockoff channel of television? Yes, yeah, so it's the Etsy version of Hallmark. Yeah, but he's like on the Etsy version of Hallmark, even. Yeah. Let me see what channel it's on. I'll, let me. I'm gonna do some deep American diving. Greetings. Since uh, Corey, uh, since Booble can't see, I will do my. I will do some. Uh, Uplift TV or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. God damn. Hey, he played a Clans member in a Kevin Smith movie, which is pretty on brand. So there's that. Uh, yeah. And a oh gross. And a fatal five way. Corey's favorite match. Holla holla holla. For the women's world title, we have Rhea Ripley taking on uh Sable in a refrigerator costume. Uh, I mean my Nia Jax. Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, and Miss Back. Hmm. Uh I you know what? What? Watch them give this to Nia Jackson. They I gotta, will. They have kill to them. justify Vince's final like brought, bring back. You know, they had to justify him bringing her back and paying her. Hmm. I will kill her. Um. His his. By, by, by the way, his TV show was on Up TV. I knew it. Up TV. It's called Country Hearts. My God. Heavy uh, that'd be, syllable. Yeah, that'd be a no for me on the, the Fatal Fiber. I know Corey's going to be like near the TV, closest as possible to TV, since those are his favorite type of stipulations. Um, always, always will be. 
just give us the fatal five way pay per view of like every match of that five way, and then I'm telling you, Nia Jax is going to win mostly because she'll have home field advantage. What I mean by that, is she'll be the only woman in the match that won't have to wear more clothes than usual, and she'll be used to know how to. Yeah, um, no, so that'll be a no for me. To wear less clothing somehow. Yeah, somehow yeah. she's less than normal. She you know it also reminds me. I you know I labeled her Sable with a dress like a refrigerator once, and uh, but I was watching an old Boston Garden show, and Gorilla Monsoon, the great Gorilla Monsoon, was doing commentary on it, and called King Kong Bundy a walking condominium, and I <laughs> and I immediately thought of Nia Jax. <laughs> Jesus, you're the walking ketchup. Oh my god. I love King Kong Bundy. Underrated. Um now I I assume this is not the match order listed because this is the third match listed here. I, this can't be the match order. Uh singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Night. They're they're doing the match, but they're not going to have the finale what people want. So, like, I mean, Roman wins, but do they kill LA Knight's momentum? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think it's going to yeah. be a complete, not a squash. It'll be, like, a very long sort of competitive match, but he's not going to get close to winning. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say there's going to be a wild schmoz at the end, and Solo's going to come in and give him a fucking... <laughs> Thumb spike, and Roman will cheat to win. And then Call Cena me. comes out to make the save. Sounds. Book it. He's already on his private jet now, there, buddy. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Has to go defend that new movie of his, which has a zero percent on fucking one of those websites. Uh, I thought about going to see it. Well, from the review I read, you don't feel you need to. <laughs> Hasn't, like, he been in enough big movies where he doesn't have to do these, like, terrible, just formulaic action movies? He seems to be going more towards The Rock's way of making movies than Batista. Uh, bad? That's unfortunate, because yeah. Rock is in a downward spiral right now. Hmm. Did you guys ever see that Bautista movie, Knock at the Door, or whatever it was? Knock at the Cabin? Cabin? Yeah. No, I did not. I I haven't yet. I heard it wasn't good. I think it's on the Peacock, so it's on the cock. It intrigued me, but I just never never went and saw it. Yeah. I'm automatically intrigued in anything he's in because he, he chooses interesting movies. Yeah. I just like him in, like, like an ill-fitting like shirt and tie, it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> With everything, uh, in a singles match for the WWE United States Championship, defended in Saudi Arabia, Rey Mysterio taking on Logan Paul. Huh. Um. I I think Paul's t- Paul's taken it. This is a They've step- done nothing with Ray. Which is weird considering his last match was Ricochet, but I think this is a step backward for him. I do too. 
Um, because at this point, Ray can't keep up with him. Like it's like in the kind of match that Logan has. Yeah. Like I know, like if it's a wrestling match, obviously Logan is way out of his depth here, but it's not going to be that. So and Ray can't do that shit anymore. Remember when they used to put fifty fucking guys on these Saudi shows, and now we got what five matches? Uh, seven. So there's two more or three more after this. Yeah, it's and no like battle yeah. royals or anything. It's weird. For now. For now. Holy for shit! Now. I shouldn't be surprised. I am watching Mexican wrestling, but there's this little girl in the audience is smoking a joint. Hey, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Uh, singles match, just a, just a singles match. Uh, Cody Rhodes taking on Damian Priest. Oh. Okay. Is there any backstory? Because I admittedly have not been watching the product. Uh, the backstory is that, um, um, Priest shattered, uh, maybe shattered Cody's ankle on last week's Raw. Maybe. He's gonna be ready to wrestle in Saudi. Okay. Well, it's that you know, it's that thing of you know they did the spot where they hit the chair shot against the chair, or the steps, uh, and then Cody comes out to be the the hero limping to save that, the day. That's the whole story. But was it uh, Damien supposed to be turning babyface? Maybe I don't know. Well, for the two weeks I watched Raw, they kind of do they kind of like. On the outs with Judgment Day, I don't know. Now, they're good now since the tag champs again, remember? God damn it. All right. Which God I hear it. they're going to get new belts. So, I don't know. That means they're separating the titles again. Great. Jesus. Like, okay, I have a thought at the end when I'm done reading this card here because I have a thought where, like, a different match they could have done. But uh the next match and just a singles match uh you have juan chena taking on solo sokoa solo sokoa better go over uh we talking about sir john cena wants to get that that singles win back baby he hasn't had one in a few years he's definitely beaten solo i gotta get my win back brother but <laughs> <laughs> to, to the best of my recollection i haven't won a match in like a year so uh you know i gotta get that win one win brother Dude. Oh, it's something like he hasn't won in a singles match on TV since like 2018 or something. Of course, they're leaving off the fact that he's only been on TV four times in four five years. <laughs> you don't you don't need to worry about that. He's won a tag match, but not the yeah, not a singles match. Yeah, but you know he's only been on TV like what he's up like maybe maybe ten times. Maybe I'm being generous here. I mean. It's John Cena, so of course, but like apparently the ratings have been—he's made a, a significant difference the last month and a half. Oh yeah, because he's actual superstar. The last of one, the last of the ones they made. Just in time for him to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in, I'm sure not the main event in the last match listed uh, for the WWE Women's Championship, Io Sky taking on Bianca Belair. Oh, please have balls. Put that on last in Saudi. <laughs> cowards. Grow some balls, cowards. <laughs> that's not the that's not the most um, scintillating card, if I'm going to be honest. It's not the worst I've ever seen either. No. They, you know, it's them. not. 
Taker versus Goldberg shit, but. Woo-hoo. Well, the video. Okay, I'll give him this though, because usually the video leading up to that was fun. <laughs> but then the match uh, happened. Within 30 yeah. seconds of the bell ringing, I was like, oh yeah, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, just looking at this card, if you just needed like a. A match to make the people feel good, right? Because it's just essentially it's essentially just a house show for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Why not have Cody and John Cena take on Solo Sokoa and whatever fucking Usos in the bloodline? I can't remember. That makes perfect sense. It does. It would have been perfect. That makes all the sense in the world. Uh, they should have been. Of course they didn't do that. No, of course not. No, of course not. Don't let that good idea get in the way of, you know, not doing it. <laughs> Uh, so it kind of leads me to a point I wanted to bring up. Uh, so Joe, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. And then Corey, I'm going to need, I'm going to ask you a question, but it's going to require you to break down some history for us. Okay. So Joseph. Yes. Mostly talking about Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you watch the show? Do you watch it live? Do you record it, watch it later? Do you watch YouTube clips? How do you consume like WWE weekly television? Um, I will watch it live if it's a more important show. So like Raw, you know, the when it's like Raw episode three thousand, I'll probably watch it and see what they do. The specialty Raw twenty year twenty five year when they did their old at the Manhattan Center, I watched that live. Um, right. And and hated it, yeah. And but for current day Raw SmackDown, it depends. So example, if honestly, if they like, we're starting the show off with a Roman promo or John Cena promo, I'll tune in for that, and that's about it. And then I will consume it via Twitter, YouTube clips, social media. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. Uh, I mean, I don't. If I if I see any weekly television from any company, it's on YouTube clips. Um, I was reading uh, Brian Zane and Mr. Ulala talk about it on Twitter that uh, they both essentially just stopped watching all the shows weekly because who the fuck has time? And they essentially get everything they need to know from the YouTube clips. It takes about two hours to get everything. Yeah. Um. So I bring that up to to bring this up. So uh, it's about formatting um, and like why like why the show is so hard to watch. Um, you know, because we went through the Attitude Era, and for the most part, and it's still mostly this way. They start the show with usually a ten to fifteen minute promo, something along those lines, right? Yep. That sets up theoretically the end of the show, not always. And then they have. Uh, you know, a bunch of talking segments and vignettes and backstage whatevers with matches sprinkled in. Uh, but the matches uh, for this company usually go like a minute and a half to two minutes. They go to a break. And if it's a short TV match, they come back and they have about two minutes before the finish. And if it's a quote-unquote long TV match, they'll give them about four to five minutes, then go to another commercial break, which makes it fucking impossible to get into the match. It's a terrible way to watch wrestling. So, Corey, my question is someone who has never in their life watched, like, an episode of, like, Territory Weekly Television, like World Class or Memphis or something. Uh, 
Yeah. How were, like I know it was obviously different. How were those shows formatted? Uh, mostly they well there was almost no well I can't say that with with Memphis and Mid South and and Crockett you would get like a marquee match of a certain level. Like instead of all jobber matches, the main event would be maybe. Okay, we'll go to Crockett. You'd get Arn Anderson versus Brad Armstrong. So it's not a jobber match, but it's not something that's going to sell out the fucking arena. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you would get an important match like that as the main event. The rest would be all jobber matches, and they would, uh, for Crockett and Mid South, they would win <laughs> promos in between the matches. Um, and that would get you going. Like, uh, yeah. like local house show promos or like. Like match specific promos? Both. Okay. So they would have Shivani or Bob Cottle or whoever uh, at a little interview set up and they would interview guys during the show, like Dusty or the Four Horsemen, whoever needed to, to cut promo. But they would also cut away to house show specific promos. Like, you know, we'll be in Roanoke on the 15th and then he'd, you know, he'd, he'd talk to three or four different heels to set up their match. Then later on in the night, you hear the same one, but for the baby face. Um, Memphis was its own fucking breed. <laughs> um, it would be in a, in a little TV studio, and there would be. I'll put it this way: like of all the wrestling territories that you might enjoy the TV of, it's probably Memphis because it's it's more heavily focused on promos and star storyline progression through those, and then there'd be just some quick jobber matches that really meant nothing but was the background to more promos. Uh, and if, in, a, in a world where Lance Russell's doing the promos and you've got Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee and, you know, handsome Jimmy Valiant and, you know, the fucking fabulous ones, Jeff Jarrett, you had no shortage of people that could cut promos for minutes on end and get your butts into the ring. Uh, and that's usually when that's all the territory shows were built for was to get you into the, the house shows that they pumped during the show. Right. So in that so, it's real different. And so, like, I guess my question then would be, because they don't have to, because their their business model, both AEW and WWE, and pretty much anybody who's on national television, isn't predicated on a house show making them money. And then in WWE specifically, they have, you know, Peacock pay-per-view specials. They don't need to sell pay-per-views. Um, is that why they've gone to, like, this, the the kind of format they have now with TV, like where there's, I mean, there is storyline progression, but there's almost like they don't set up anything for the following week, right? All any progression is is self-contained in that week's episode, which is weird to me. So I'll answer that with some information. What you're specifically what you're talking about and asking about is why I I have quit watching WWE TV completely. I I cannot stand. I can't watch their shows the way they're formatted. I just can't. I it it makes for just such disjointed, clunky fucking programming. You can't enjoy any of the matches on TV because, like you said, it is like two minutes straight to a to a commercial. Come back two minutes and it's over. Or they'll just ape it for another commercial break. There's, and, and you know they'll have people come out for the match and then do six or seven promos and a commercial break. 
And all of a sudden, the guy's been standing in the ring 16 fucking minutes and his music's still playing? I, it's just, I can't watch their TV. And it is because the way they have successfully built their, their business model now, they don't have to worry about anything other than the TV money contract. So they don't have to worry about giving you a weekly product that's going to keep you coming back because they've already made their money. They don't give a shit. That's why they're not trying that hard. Uh, they, they, they focus on one or two storylines, and admittedly, they're still really good at telling those top-tier storylines. But other than that, everybody's just aimless and wandering about because they don't give a fuck. They don't have to. And it's made them a progressively lazier company. And I just can't stand watching their television because of the setup. Um, by the way, guys, uh, they have a kickoff match for Crown Jewel now. Okay. Uh, JD McDonough versus Sami Zayn. He so, was here on the shows too. I'll be on the kickoff. Yep. Right. I must have been a nice bag. Well, yeah, the only funny thing I would say about this on Raw is that uh. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven is dressed up as the Hart Foundation. Oh, there you go. And, Niven, oh. and Niven is uh, 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 Nightheart. You don't say. Yeah. So, Joe. Yes. As the most diehard modern WWE fan of the three of us, am I wrong with my assessment of how their TV comes off? Oh, no, without a question, it is. I. It's hard to watch. It is hard to watch current day. Wrestling and even on, even on the it doesn't help that the you know the shows are on Peacock and if you're not spending the five bucks you get to watch a commercial like I remember my WrestleMania days with a commercial. Oh so, yeah, no the PLEs if you're not if you don't have the premium, God they're so hard to get through. So I guess Joe, my question for you then would be because it seems to me like you watch Dynamite and Collision. Fairly regularly, or at least nine. Week, almost weekly. Almost weekly. Like, what format-wise makes it an easier watch? I think it for me. I think it just has better pacing, and the fact that we have a wrestling match that goes 10, 15 minutes. You get your small promo or you know backstage segment. Then we get another eight-minute match. While for WWE, it is a fifteen-minute promo to start the show a four minute match and then we do a promo after promo and then i to, it's just that the, to me the promos on wwe is you know we're going back to the new generation of cheesiness yeah that's another thing yeah i i agree that the pacing of the AEW shows is is better it's faster it's it's not like slowed down to a crawl and making you really fucking just that they're waiting upon in to get the next match going because there's been 18 promos. And another reason why uh, I it's hard to watch WWE is because of the fact that it's just, you know, they're dumb names they set for people. They're set up, but you know, you know, you 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 have a good name that you know they're using their real name to get over in the Indies and or whatever. But when they come in, they're gonna be you know refrigerator box or something you know or uh, war, um what uh piper niven uh dewdrop like really 
Yep. Really, people, you know, like, come on now. Like, I don't know. I just think how they format stuff is because, you know, they want to keep the name. They want to do this. And it's just like, it's just terrible. And you know what? Another thing for me, anyway, it may not make a difference to anyone else, but for me, they're too plastic looking. That their shows look like you know, like something that just like a shiny toy that you that a kid just opened on Christmas morning before they've had a chance to play with them and wreck them. They're just shiny and bright as hell. That's the whole show. It's homogenized and plastic, and it looks. You know, here's the thing, and I think this is. I, somebody said this, and I can't remember who said it. And I don't know if this will work for you guys, but it, it solidified it for me completely. The reason I quit watching WWE almost completely and I still like AEW because even with their faults, AEW is still a wrestling show about wrestlers, whereas WWE comes off as a backstage reality show about a group of people putting on a wrestling show. That's a good way to put that. Kind of like it's like if they um, like if they were filming an office style mockumentary about how to make wrestling. Yeah, yep. WWE. That's fair. That's just like, I still want to watch a wrestling show. I'm still a wrestling fan. So, and I don't know this, but like they've hired, not, I'm not talking about necessarily on, on camera talent, but like for behind the scenes, AW has hired some people who have been with WWE before. Yeah. Um, if AEW had more talent who could cut long WWE style promos, they don't have a ton of them who can do that. Would they be formatted closer to a WWE show, or would they? Do you think they would keep it the way it is? I think they'd keep it the way it is. Where way it is. Although I will say I'm a little unsettled by how much of current WWE sports entertainment's crept into AEW television this year. That's that's my fear, right? Because of like of all of these people they fired. I'm talking about the Adam and all these like fucking Adam Cole, MJF. Uh, Roderick Strong skits and the Tony yeah. time Tony and all that. That's awful WWE sports entertaining. Yep. And that's the stuff on AEW that I'm not very fond of because it's like, okay, you're creeping towards the stuff I quit watching. I hope because keep... they remember they did that a couple like a month or two ago with collisions. <laughs> we don't, and it's like, hey, hey, why are you dipping your entertainment in this wrestling? Uh... Yeah, get you yeah. back to war, buddy. Come on, let's let's yeah, stop go. that. Yeah, go uh, back to Wednesday. And then, yeah. I guess, Corey, for my questions are for you then, because I was, so to kind of wrap this up, because, you know, I, I have no interest in watching Raw back then. That sounds like absolute fucking torture. And, uh, well, I'm mad at Tony Khan, so fuck AEW for, for the moment. Do you know but, how, uh, real quickly, real quick for you, because I'm interested in your question, but yeah. I never answer earlier. You know how I get my WF uh, information? Yeah. I don't go YouTube. My son just tells me what happens on it. There it is. There that's you all. go. It takes him like two minutes, tells me the important stuff, and then I, that's all I do. Perfect. Joe, it sounds like a segment we need. <clears throat> um, <laughs> little database tells all. Um, so my question is, Corey, since you've watched it recently, and I, uh, in January, I want to be all in on TNA. That's my goal. Yeah. Having said that, I just looked... I don't have that channel, which is going to make it hard to be all in. <laughs> which is fantastic. God damn it. Fucking TNA. Uh, how is their show formatted? Um, pretty much in between WWE and 
in AEW. Oh, it's a so cool watch. So they don't perfect like, me then. <laughs> yeah, like like it's still Impact or TNA, so there's always gonna be some stupid shit that really is stupid and you're not needed. But for the most part, they've got a, did a good job now keeping that down to maybe one segment per show. And the rest of it is just an easy. They do promos. They'll do matches. It builds from week to week. Mm. Uh, like the stuff that happens on like the first week will build to a, another match on the next week. And it goes like that in Forest Forum. It's a lot easier to digest than if you think AEW is too busy or you think WWE is too glacially slow. Uh, <laughs> then and Impact's a good balance right now. It actually is. It's a- is it one or two hours? Two hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I really want to be all in on TNA. I'm gonna that's I'm gonna start watching it again weekly too. Um, I figure I can do that. Because the other two companies are watching me. And yeah. Well, uh, you know what a uh, company that we all agree on upon uh, on watching when we can. What's that? Pow Pro Wrestling. There it is. Pow Pow. As uh, you can get your tickets now for uh, multiple maniacs featuring the uh, wild card warfare. Um, uh, you can get your tickets now at powprowrestling.com. No so entertainment.com. Uh, in the uh, wild card warfare match, they've announced more uh, participants. Uh, last week it was Funny Bone. We now have uh, Charlie Avail, uh, Corey's fellow model. Yes. Jaden. I, I, you know, it's bold of Charlie Avail to get into a match where he's he's for sure gonna uh, insist that you don't hit him in the face. And funny ones will be like, that's cool. <laughs> uh, Jonas Albert Robinson, Eliza True, Nathan Fox. Of Death Threat. I think that's... Yep, that's it for now. But you want to get your tickets now for... Uh, uh, Noam Dar told me that Nathan Fox is the younger brother of Alicia Fox. There it is. There it is. Uh, get your tickets now for Multiple Maniacs uh, for November uh, Saturday, November 18th at PowerProWrestling.com or NoSellEntertainment.com. Also, you can get... Uh, for the next showing at the Art House After Dark will be The Shining. You can get your tickets now for that uh, I, uh, at eugeneearthouse.com forward slash movie forward slash The Shining. Yeah, I've uh, never seen that movie in full. I've seen parts just kind of randomly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be on December 15th, the day before, um, pal. So double feature, <laughs> double, you know. Um <laughs> I've never I've seen it in bits and pieces myself. I my joke I was saying off air I've seen more of the uh, t- made for TV shining with the wings actor. But I don't know who that is. Um, uh, the wings actor. Yeah. I uh, Joe, I don't watch wings. What are we doing? <laughs> it's but it's wings. Corey knows what about wings. Yeah, that was a really underrated show that. I- there's some good stuff on that show. Um, sure. Band. Give me a yeah. minute. Uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Weber, the brother in Wings, who uh, has done a lot of cool stuff too. Yeah. 
Like wings. <laughs> damn. Like, damn. <laughs> I kid. I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I'm looking up his thing. Look, I know he what was in. Wings about. I'm like, I've heard of the show. I have no idea what the show is. It's about a small town. Um, uh, fucking blah, 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 blah. small town airport airplane company and uh, well uh, I can't remember the name it's a very small town in Massachusetts uh, Cabot Cove or something no, that was Murder Shiro but, but it's something <laughs> like that like a really small town in fucking like somewhere in, in Massachusetts she would go to spend a weekend if you were like from Boston and you wanted to relax and have a nice weekend out. You would go to this place anyway. And then, then it's about two brothers who own a, an airline there and they're in competition with another airline. And that's just the story of the people who work there. It's funny. It came on after cheers. There was some cheers crossover because Massachusetts, Boston, you know, okay. Cliff come down for the weekend and make a cameo. He, he <laughs> was, he was in, he was in community, but it was like, um, Season six, episode one. So no, the one that no one really watched. Yeah, I, I made it through he, season six once. He was in Psych. Yeah, he's been in tons of stuff. Didn't he was Uncle J. Oh, we missed Our out. Um, other than that, Wings. Video sixty on the Sunset Strip, baby. Wings. But get Go your on. tickets now for The Shining and. Multiple maniacs. Just throw so, some uh, okay. light on it. Huh? What's up? What's your guys' favorite Jack movie? Hmm, that's a like like Jack in like Robin Williams. No. Yep, that's what I, I know. Meant. I know. I, Jack, I know what you mean. Sorry, Robin Williams. <laughs> or, or are you more of a kangaroo jack guy <laughs> uh, no no um movie that came out like um chinatown a- that's a good movie never seen it yeah it's uh i've been on a kick lately of watching like the really well regarded 70s movies so mm. i just um that's a good jack movie um, you know, I could say Batman because of the Joker. I liked him in uh, The Departed. Oh, he was great. The, the Departed's a really good movie. So those are my two. It's either Batman or The Departed. Probably The Departed, to be honest. But yeah. I would say either he, Chinatown or The Departed. You know, Anger Management. I thought he was funny in that one with Sandler. You know, him and Sandler together. That's a little too much crazy for me. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but it was a. It was a lot. Yeah. I need to give Mars Attacks another run through. Oh wow, I haven't watched that since that I was like, nobody ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But <laughs> Jesus. Hey man, I'm just looking through his wiki. I'm like, yep, I haven't seen hey, that in a while. This is not Little Trouble Big Podcast, buddy. We don't talk about that shitter. Hey, wait, oh, what you can... up. Did you ask old uh, what's his bucket about Tupac? I did not, because uh, son of a bitch. I'm a- I'm asking him this week. We filmed Corey. already. We filmed Corey. before. Yeah, we you filmed can talk. That's, that's not the most important podcast because they filmed seven or eight at a time like a fucking syndicated Saturday 
afternoon uh, fucking sitcom. Well, we did. We did have that for a while for a fake movie. Yeah. For for fake movie, we we honestly had like two weeks, two months worth filmed at one point, like two and a half months worth of uh, shows already recorded. Mike, they treat it like hee haw. They they record twenty six episodes in two days. <laughs> hey, I I saw Bobby Flay. I taught, heard Bobby Flay do that, so we tried it ourselves. But, okay, but cor- this happens in the world from till May of next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Ask me right, about the- can- I will ask. It's in my notes, my dude. It's uh, in my notes. We'll see. But we did have homework, right? Yeah, little exercise. I yep. wanted all y'all to come up with uh, your favorite year of a performer in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Just what year that they were just so head and above shoulders great. My my immediate answer for me was 1997 Bret Hart. Yep. And I was interested to see what you guys would come up with. Uh, Joe? Yep. i have you go first. Yeah. Okay. All right. So... Mine's like a shocker just because of who it is. Oh, it's not the Shockmaster. Eugene, two thousand four. Um, Got it. No. I, I I have a year. I'm just trying to think what was the better year because both years were good. He. So I, that's why I was going to ask the, the the database here for some help here. All right. All right. Here. All right. Here. Hold me on. Out, okay. Hold on. Before you give it, Joe. I am just going to say that if you can't narrow it down, it kind of defeats the purpose of the exercise. That means one year wasn't better. Well, he had a, a for who this is, he had a two a good two year run out of nowhere. Okay. Let's hear it. I'm interested. Okay. In my mind, shockingly, Undertaker. Okay. Oh seven oh eight. Oh okay okay. That makes sense. Those are probably his two best in ring years, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I'd probably go 08, considering That's he did what I was thinking. an injury in 07 that had him out for about what five or five months or so. Yeah, I was gonna go 08 with Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah, that was a strong year for him. Okay. Um, uh, says that the uh, second Michaels Mania match. Eight. Uh, no, it's actually not even. It's he took on Edge in oh eight. Oh, that's it was because he took on Big Dave the year before. Yeah, and the Edge so. match was really good at Mania. It was a really yeah, the Edge match. was a really good match. Mm-hmm. What else uh, uh, was that year? Oh, that year he uh, he had the really good Rumble appearance with Michaels. The Elimination Chamber match at No Way Out for the SmackDown side was really strong with him and Batista starting it and finishing it. Um, he had the feud with Edge that included a TLC match that was pretty crazy and a Hell in a Cell match at SummerSlam. And, and also, in the late 08, it dipped down because he got put in a feud with Big Show. Uh, yep. And that wasn't great. <laughs> but, you know, not his fault. 
Uh, so yeah, it was a good year for Taker. Ruble? That error, by the way. So, so I was gonna ask, like, do you want me to give mine, or do you, does Joe have some honorable mentions? Uh, I do this. Oh, oh my, like my, my honorable mentions was, you know, we watched it on the Monday Night War stories. Kurt Angle, his first year. Yeah, I mean, two thousand is pretty fucking great for Kurt Angle. Can't argue that. You got, you know, for me because of you know being, you know, you Corey, you mentioned Br- Brett in '97. You gotta go, Sean. For yeah. what he did. He was. And he didn't even wrestle half the year, and he still was fucking great. Yeah. But those are my uh, honorable mentions as well. So I'm going to give my honorable mentions first. Okay. Uh, now, now, doing this exercise, the correct answer is Bret Hart 97. Yes. So I was like, what can I get close to that? Because I don't know that anybody's ever had a better year than that, period. Like, that is so incredible. But I'm going to try here. <clears throat> uh, first time I'll mention, I'm going to go AJ Styles in 2016. That's an excellent pick. I mean, fucking hell. Talk about hitting a grand slam. Uh-huh. You're in the company. And, I mean, not to mention that he started that year in a different company wrestling in the Tokyo Dome. Yep. Fucking amazing. That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, he had a just an incredible debut with that company um the other one i have two on two more honorable mentions before i get to my answer the other one it's the first one i thought of but the more i thought of it it's not a whole year so it doesn't work but the first half of steve austin in 1998 is fucking incredible yes it is in fact i thought about austin too if you could go from like September ninety seven to September ninety eight, mm-hmm. he probably wins. Um, besides- um, like just I'd be like, yeah. So from ninety seven, but then like if you just keep it to calendar year, uh, so from the Rumble, so all the stuff with Tyson and DX and winning the title at Mania, and through the end of April with the kickoff, the real kickoff to the McMahon feud, culminating in like their quote unquote match on Raw. Just absolute incredible. Uh, and then it dips heavily in the summer. <laughs> it picks up a little bit again when it does the rock feud towards the end. You didn't like the never-ending uh, August of TV where him and Taker just stared at each other and uh, mentioned they might fight, but nothing ever fucking happened? Uh, you know, no, I didn't. Uh, it turns out, and <laughs> we talked about on that, on this uh, the Monday Night War Stories, which you listen to at NoZoneEntertainment.com. Uh, Taker and Austin have a fucking horrific chemistry. They're terrible together. First matches are some of the worst I've ever seen. Um, oh. Seth Sight, he didn't make because that, I mean, after the April, it's not great. However, my runner up, it's funny you mentioned those night, those dates, Corey, because I did go to those dates. I went September 97 to September 98 of Bill Goldberg. Okay, you know what? That's really good. You can't argue that. I thought about Goldberg as well, too. I mean, you can't say that quality for sure because it's not there, but the sheer force that was Bill Goldberg. I would argue, arguably, through Halloween Havoc 98, that DDP match. Fair, fair. It's like that really a fall 97 to fall 98, Goldberg was almost untouchable, save from Steve Austin. 
And you know what? In hindsight, being 2020, if you wanted to get that belt off Goldberg without shenanigans and without the crowd revolting, it probably should have been at that Havoc match. With EP. With the goodwill that he built up, might have been the one guy that could beat him, and he wouldn't have pissed off the fans. Right, because I mean, a hundred percent. But not for my answer. I thought long and hard about this. Um, giggity, there it is. And I'm going with Triple H in the year 2000. You know what? That's that's not a bad pick either. Uh, that's a that's a very popular pick. I mean, he would be the legend that he thinks he is if his entire career would have been 2000. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, holy fuck. Yeah, I mean, he dominated. The show was and, so... We watched it in real time. We were like, you know what? He's better than The Rock. Yeah, I mean, the show was built around him, and for good reason, because he was the best part of that show for a full year. He had the best matches besides Kurt. He yeah. had the best promos. He had the best backstage uh, skits and shit with Stephanie and, and then Kurt or the McMahon family. It didn't matter who. Trish. Just whatever you did with him, he, it was great. Um, until he was murdered at Survivor Series 2000, but then come back. you know, there's that. Um, yeah, I just, I, I guess we just went through it on the on the Monday Night War stories, and like from you know the all time classic match at Rumble with Cactus, um, through just almost as good a match at No Way Out, um, the through all the stuff. The backlash with the Rock, the Jericho thing on Raw, the angle uh, storyline, through the kind of the continuation and the further building of the McMahon Helmsley kind of regime, um, to the love triangle, which was great, to him just becoming uber pissed off and uber obsessed with the title, which made him better. It, it was incredible. And you know the one. The one, and it's a tiny aspect of his year that isn't as important as the rest of it, and that's why nobody talks about it. But that Benoit match at No Mercy in October is incredibly underrated. Yeah, it is. That was a great match. So yeah, he that's he that would have been my honorable mention. It's 2000 Triple H. Um, I had uh, 87 Hogan as mine because okay. uh, you know they they built. That Andre match to a fever peak and WrestleMania was nine, you know, whatever thousand people. But then the <laughs> rest of the year, he was strong as hell. I mean, he was didn't matter who you put him in the ring with, he was getting fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand to to arenas monthly with people like Harley Race, Hercules, One Man Gang, Butch Reed. Jesus. Any you put him in the ring with anybody that year and it drew. Uh, he just had a phenomenal year that year. That was the year that cemented him as as one of the top dudes of all time. I I thought about Hogan, but like, what could you say like the NWO by that? I mean, like the original three, like the first year of it until Rodman yeah. comes to the team with him. That wouldn't have been a bad pick because I mean, revitalized not only his career but the company. Box office big. You can't deny it. So that wouldn't have been a bad choice either. Mm-hmm. AJ in 2016, another excellent pick. So yeah, uh, 07 Cena is another uh, good pick. 
I was trying to think of a senior year. I was trying to think which one would have, and I guess that would have been the better option. Oh seven. It's got the Omega, the Umaga matches. It's got he performed a miracle and had good, <laughs> fair to good matches with Greg Colley. You uh, say there it is. The WrestleMania main event with Sean, the Fatal Four Way at Backlash, the matches with Orton until he tore his, his fucking by or was it his tricep or his pec, his pec. whatever it was he tore in late in October. But I mean he had a he was a great year up until then. He held the belt the entire year up until he lost. He got injured. Um, that would be the best scene of the year. So, yeah. So this this was fun. Can I spin it forward? Yes, please do. Maybe have a little fun next week as well. What if we came up with the worst year from an all-time great competitor? Ooh. I like that. Just a year where they fucking stunk the joint out. Oh, yeah. I'm in on that. that. I'm in. I'm in. Because I got... There's already some years popping into my head just out of nowhere. (laughs) And summer court almost close, you know, not too long ago. (laughs) Oh, I like that one. Let's do that. All right, let's do that. Next week, worst years for a all-time grade. We'll talk about the Crown Jewel show that all three of us will definitely be watching all the way through. From beginning to end. Yeah. 9 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Is it Saturday well, or Sunday? It's, it's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yep. I got I got some foosball to watch, so I no for me, dog. So it's it's on demand, Joe. It's, uh, so yeah, it, it, well, no, what? it is Sunday, Corey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, it, it is. It's not a. I got news for you, Joe. There ain't football Saturday night at midnight, so uh... <laughs> allegedly. Uh, Pack twelve after dark, my dude. There it is. <laughs> He's watching Tijuana Tech take on uh, Mexico City. Hey, don't tell Jr. You're gonna get a boner about that. You know about that? Hey, I sent you that video. I sent you that video of Jr. Uh, overloading on the, the uh, Wardlow standing in the back. Yeah. Yeah. They God were, damn! Look at him. They wear lucha helmets in Mexico. I, he wasn't looking at the face. He was looking at the bod. So, but, um, all right. So next week we'll do that. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, again, you get your pow tickets and your, uh, shining tickets at, uh, powerprowrestling.com. No, so entertainment.com. You can find all the things we do for you, such as our other podcasts, uh, big trouble, little podcast. You Is can listen man coming back in for that. Um, uh, allegedly, yes. Uh, he was planning on it last week, but since we, you know, uh, filmed in the can already, uh, he didn't, uh, didn't need him. Um, so, uh, I got to text him, give him his week advance notice that we're doing it and see if he will. Um, but Joe, Joe's acting like Eric Bischoff in the summer of 93 with this goddamn movie podcast. (laughs) Shooting 12 weeks in a row at universal, hoping nothing changes in the meantime. We did it, yeah. Well, yeah, we did the Halloween special, so that's why uh, it uh, wasn't um, current. But um, 
you can uh, find us all on the social medias on uh, No So ENT or No So Entertainment on Facebook, Twitter, the Instagram, and Discord. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 